For those of you joining us on the internet, we've been in our Healing is Here conference all week, and I'm telling you what, it's just been an amazing time together. We want to welcome those of you who are joining us around the world on the internet for another Healing School. And we are so grateful for this opportunity to be able to bring you the Healing School on a weekly basis. We are here at 1 o'clock Colorado time every Thursday afternoon right here in Woodland Park in our beautiful new building on our beautiful new campus. And I'm telling you, God is just doing amazing things. And we're so grateful for you joining us today. Listen, I don't know who is there with you, but if you know somebody who's walking through a healing journey, we would invite you to go get them and help them by having them come and sit in on this live stream today because all kinds of great things are going to be happening and we want you to be a part of it. There's no distance in the Word of God. There's no distance by the Spirit of God. The Bible says that He sent His Word and healed them. So the same anointing that's here, the same Word of God, the same Jesus can be right there where you are and thank God He is. And that finished work of redemption, both forgiveness of sin and also the healing of our bodies has already been provided through Christ. So we want to celebrate that today as you join us and as we join you. We're going to join together with your faith and we're going to see God do amazing things. For those of you here in the auditorium, we just want to say welcome to our healing school today. Praise the Lord. We're so glad you're here. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, would you do this? Would you stand up and introduce yourself to a new friend? Meet somebody that you didn't come with? And uh, it's just great to be able to join together with like faith. Introduce yourself to a new friend, somebody that you haven't met yet. Everybody needs four crazy friends when it comes to believing God for healing. Somebody who will let you down through the roof if you need to. Amen. We always love starting with worship magnifying the one who is the healer. So we're going to do that again today. Come on, guys. Let's jump into some worship. is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you would lay down your life that I would be set free Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory 
Come on, let's do that. Let's give the Lord our praise today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. God is alive, amen. I said our God is alive, amen.
sound like a bunch of fanatics. You know the definition of a fanatic? Somebody who loves Jesus more than you. Amen. Somebody, tell somebody next to you, it's too late. Oh, I tell you what, it's awesome to see God's people rejoicing in the grace of God. Come on, can we just give a lot of praise this afternoon? Just thank Him. Yeah, come on, let's just praise Him. Hallelujah.
inside. And he's saying to you today that he loves you with an everlasting love. He is for you. He is not against you. And he wants to pour out upon you today a greater dose of his love, a convincing you of that love that you received in your spirit, in your heart, when you accepted and prayed that prayer of salvation. I just want to invite you, just close your eyes for a moment. Just meditate on the love of the Father, just overwhelming you. You know, he's here to do a work in your heart. Meet with him face to face in this moment. See and feel the love of the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the victory you've won. Thank you, Jesus, for the love you love us with. We're so grateful, God for all you've done. So we sing our praise to you. So we bring our thanks to you. We say, Lord, there's no one who is like you. We exalt you. Bible says in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19 that we can be so filled with the Spirit of God that we begin to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts to the Lord. 
And here's what I love about the Lord. You know, you don't even have to be a good singer to make melody in your heart to the Lord. The only qualification is just that you have breath. The Bible says if you're breathing, you qualify. Amen? Let everything with breath praise the Lord. And you know, when you begin to make melody in your heart, it's not about somebody else's song. It's not about how good you sound. It's just about you telling God from your heart in melody form how much you love him. Whatever's on your heart. doesn't have to rhyme. doesn't have to make sense. I mean, just, you know, you just tell God what you're feeling and how you're feeling it, and you do it in song. So here's what I want to do this afternoon. As we just take a minute, we're just going to sing a new song before the Lord, which is what we've been doing. But we're all going to sing a new song before the Lord. So instead of you listening to me, you sing your new song before the Lord. And you tell the Lord whatever's on your heart. Go ahead. Oh, Lord God. So grateful, Jesus. So grateful, Lord God, for what you've done. If you want to slip over into your prayer language, if you run out of English words, do it. so grateful for who you are, that our hearts are just overflowing with your life. You've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Hallelujah. To show forth your praise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord God. Many times as we begin to tell the Lord how much we love him, how many know that you can't ever out-love God? <laughs> we love him because he what? Oh, yeah, 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 You loved us, Lord, first. You love us best. You love us continually. You love us forever. You love us faithfully, Lord. You love us. You love us. You love us. Lord, you love us, Lord, with an everlasting love, an everlasting love. You love us, Lord, you love us, Lord, with an everlasting love, an everlasting love. 
God, we're so grateful today that there's nothing we can do to make you love us more. There's nothing we can do to make you love us less. Hallelujah. Thank you for sharing your faith, Lord, for giving us the same measure, the same measure that raised you from the dead. Thank you, Lord, we're alive because of you. And Lord, you're faithful to bring us through, to bring us through whatever we're going through. We're going through, oh yeah, all because of you. Jesus, you're so awesome. And Lord God, we love praising you. We love thanking you. We love bowing our hearts in worship over and over again. And just telling you, Lord God, how much you mean to us. How appreciative we are of who you are. Lord, we honor you in this place today. Can we just lift our hands to the Lord just for a minute to say, Lord, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We honor you in this place today, Lord. Yes, Jesus. God, you are alive and you're alive in us. Would you just take those hands and just lay them on the people next to you on either side. Just begin to bless them. Just begin to pray over them. Bless them. Release the life of Christ in you to them. And just thank the Lord for meeting every need. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The love of God is mighty. The love of God is strong. The love of God is powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we release miracles in this place today. We release healing. We release deliverance. Oh, God, 
We say the kingdom of God is here. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame are walking. The kingdom is here. Healing is here. Oh, yeah. We celebrate your love, Lord God. you could see what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, we just need to worship him some more. Come on. Let's just worship him some more. Come on. Let's just worship him some more. Sing! 
at least 150 people and then you can be seated. Praise God. God is awesome. He's awesome in this place. praise him too. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, welcome to Caris Bible College Healing School. We are smack in the middle of our Healing is Here conference. And we've just been having a blast. It has been so much fun. It's like having Healing School all day, every day for a week. Right? We're just going to sleep at the weekend, I think. We're just going to push on through, right? We have got so many good things to tell you about. We've got so many testimonies that have been happening. Put your hand up if you've been healed already. Look at all these people. Look at all these people being healed already. Man. And it's only Thursday. We've got another, we've got tonight, and we've got all day tomorrow. Yeah. So if you're watching Healing School Online, remember to watch again tonight on the live stream. We'll be starting that at 7 p.m. tonight and 7 p.m. tomorrow night. So you're going to want to, you're not going to want to miss that. We have got Pastor Dwayne Sheriff. He'll be preaching tonight. And then I know, right? You can give a whoop if you want to. It's okay. Whoop. There we go. And then we can have a whoop, whoop for Pastor Greg Moore on Friday night, right? Okay, you're getting this down. It's good. So we have still got lots more to do. But here, here's a few testimonies that just happened this morning. How many people are here for the first time? Let's find that out. If you're here for the first time. Oh, we got, a, we got a whole slew of people over there. Well, welcome. You know, it's not too late. You can catch up, all right? But we've been here all morning, the rest of us. And Daniel and myself were teaching on the prayer ministry. Did you, did you get something good from that? Good. Well, we had a lot of fun. We always have a lot of fun, though. You can probably tell that. We, we just say healing is our, is our subject of choice, and we love to teach on it. But we had people being healed left, right, and center this morning. We had one gentleman got up out of his wheelchair and walked all the way across the front here. He was paralyzed beforehand, and now he's walking somewhere. He's over there. Wave at us. There you go. Amen. That's a healed man right over there. But he's not alone. You know, we've seen healings this week of all different kinds of things. The Spirit of God's been moving. It's been giving people new life, new energy. People have been finding out who they are in Christ. All the good stuff that Jesus has packed onto the inside of them and how to use it. Amen. And, you know, when you teach on stuff like that, it's going to leak out somewhere. It's going gonna, it's gonna to spill off out of you onto somebody else. I've been telling people all week, if you've received a healing, you better go find someone else to lay hands on so you can, you can pass it on to them, right? So these are a few of those testimonies, and we had a lady, you know, we've seen some unusual things as well. We've had a, we had our street ministry yesterday, 
How many of you took part in that street ministry? Some of you still here? Great. I think there was like 150 people that went out on the streets. We had people going into Manitou Springs and Colorado Springs and the Woodland Park, the local neighborhoods. We had people going into the, into the hospitals and healing people, into the Dinosaur Museum, I think, and healing people in there. I mean, Jesus was just getting everywhere. Like, let him out the box, please. So they were healing people on the streets all over the place, seeing people set free, born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. This lady, she was actually on the phone with one of our premises. She was in California, Cindy in California. She'd been watching the live stream, and she said that she was ready to be healed of migraines, MS, and pain in her hip from surgery. She was prayed for over the phone. She said she slept well for the first time in years. All of her pain is gone. She knows that she's been healed of MS. Amen. Praise God. We've had a bunch of people healed of MS. You know, multiple sclerosis is nothing compared to Jesus. I mean, it's just nothing compared to the power of God. It's no match. We've seen people cast off. We've got a whole collection down here of leg braces, knee braces, all kinds of sticks and canes and different things people don't need anymore. We've seen people healed of broken ankles. They don't need their, their casts anymore. People coming out of wheelchairs, all kinds of neat stuff. Uh, this person here was healed of a, an irregular heartbeat. They had a heart condition, and they're healed. Uh, this person had uh, diabetes. We've had several people healed of diabetes. They've gone and tested their blood sugar, and now that's completely normal. And, uh, and everything that goes with that, you know. Amen. You can clap. It's good, right? <laughs> Amen. So burning, burning in the feet from diabetes has stopped. All of the symptoms have, have gone. Not a problem. This person was deaf, and uh, now they can hear. So amen. That's always good. This person, they had um, floaters in their eyes. They had, a, they had a myriad of problems. They said it started out on Tuesday morning. They received healing from the floaters in their eyes, and since then they've been healed of all different kinds of stuff, uh, effects of concussion, chronic pain, neurological issues, memory loss, stomach issues, intestinal issues. They're just healed everywhere. Amen. Uh, overhaul. Holy Spirit overhaul is what they've had. Amen. Uh, this person, again, they had a laundry list, as we like to call it. They had a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, hip pain, knee pain, uh, cataracts in both eyes, and they've been healed of everything. So all of that's gone. All their pain's gone. They can see clearly. They can breathe easily. They can move. Amen. Uh, this person had hepatitis C and all of the effects of that, and they're healed. Another person healed of hip pain, and they had many, many years of, of, of pain, and now they're healed. You know, we have seen people healed of things that they've been suffering with for decades. Not just a long time, decades. We had a man come up um, the, other, the other evening, and he'd been in pain for 36 years with a knee condition. He'd injured it somehow, and he'd been in constant pain on medication all that time, and he was instantly healed. Instantly healed, running up and down the stairs and all around the room, going wild. Amen. And that's common. You know, we've seen people that have walked for the first time in 12 years. That's a big deal, people. If you sat down for 12 years and didn't move, and then you were suddenly able to get up and move around and walk, that's life-changing. That is life-changing. You are never going to be the same. Amen? So it doesn't matter how long you've had a disease for. It doesn't matter how long you've been in, in a terrible condition or how bad it is or how terrible the prognosis is. It's no match for the name of Jesus. I'm sorry. Those diseases just don't scare me anymore. Right? 
Let's just take the fear out of those right now. It doesn't matter how terminal you are. You can't be worse than death. And Jesus had the power over death. So it doesn't matter what the name is. Jesus is above every name, right? Every name. Amen. Let's get some heavenly perspective. And this person, they also had another heart condition. You know, we've had many people healed of heart conditions, actually. And I believe that, that Jesus is in the, busi- the business of not only healing your physical heart, but also your healings of emotional heart. You know, we've had people set free from years of trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, every kind of, imagine, every kind of thing you can imagine. Neurological problems. We've seen people set free from Alzheimer's. I mean, the medical profession can't deal with that, right? Blindness, deafness. We had a physician up here on the stage last night. He testified. He went out on the streets ministering to people with our street ministry. And he came back and he says, the conditions that I've seen here today, I couldn't medicate them. I I wouldn't be able to give them a tablet that could fix that. But Jesus healed every one of them. Jesus healed them. Man, that's powerful. That's our God. And, you know, these testimonies, these are, these are, these are real people. These, these are people that happened just over the last couple of days. So don't be sitting there thinking, hang on, I'm just not sure about me. You know, what about me? God's got plenty for you too. Don't worry. You, can, you don't have to leave here with any kind of junk. You can leave your junk here. We know how to deal with it, right? You make sure you leave with what you came for. If you, who came for healing? You make sure you leave with that healing that you came for, Right? Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she said, I'm going to go and touch the hem of of Jesus' garment, and that's how I'm going to receive my healing. If you pitch your faith, wherever you pitch it, that's the point at which you're going to receive it. If you just decide in your heart, well, I'm going to receive it during the Word sitting in my seat, that's how you're going to receive it. If you say, when I come up the front, I'm going to walk up, that's going to be my faith walk. I'm going to come to the front, and I'm going to, I'm going to have a prayer minister pray for me, and then I'm going, I'm going to receive that way. That's how you're going to receive it. So you settle it right now in your heart that you're not going to leave here without your healing right? You just come in, you're violent, take it by force. So don't leave without it. So we're going to have plenty of opportunity for you at the end. We, go, we have got lots and lots of prayer ministers. And let's just have a round of applause for our, our leaders down here. We have Brian and Sue and Connie and Tim. They've been leading our prayer ministry this week. Stand up and give people a wave. Brian and Sue are from Heartbeat Ministries International. Amen. And Tim and Connie, I think Tim's somewhere else right now, but they've just been a super, super blessing to us, training our prayer ministers and, and touching many baby people's lives, and we are, we are so grateful to you. Thank you so much. You know, we couldn't do this on our own. We really couldn't. It takes a whole team of volunteers. We have all these people in these brightly colored teal t-shirts. I know you're on the live stream, you're not going to be able to see them, but they've got offering buckets ready. Look, they're like an army of people that have been helping us this week. And, and if you see them, just thank them for me, all right? Just, just say thank you because they have been Trojan horses. They've been getting here early and leaving late, and they've just been a blessing to many of you. So if you're having a good time, you have these people to thank for it. Amen? Amen. All right. Good job, guys. So we have lots of things that you can, you know, people want to get involved. They come to a conference and they're like, I want to have something that I can take home. I want to be involved in some way. I, I feel like I'm on this buzz now. I'm on some kind of high and I want to go home with something. I, wanna, I don't want to go home and just, you know, grow cold somehow, right? You know, the good news is you don't ever have to. You get to take Jesus with you for a start. 
But, you know, you can keep yourself in, in the Word, keep yourself in the things of God, keep, keep your spirit in connection you know, with Jesus, you know, that intimacy with Jesus, that personal relationship with Jesus. It's your responsibility to cultivate that when you leave here, right? When, you know, you don't have to grow cold. We have so many resources that you can take with you where you can encourage yourself in the Word. We've got, we've got um, great written material. Uh, we've got everything scripture. We've got worship CDs. We've got DVDs. We've just got about everything you can think of that you can fill yourself up with for the next year until the next Healing is Here conference, right? But we also have this opportunity that I want to make you aware of. It's called Karis Bible Studies. And this is a new venture um, that has been put together by our team here at Colorado. And this is, and it says, I'm going to read this little card. I've got some flyers. We're going to get them into your hands in a minute. But it says, Karis Bible Studies is an exciting new ministry from Karis Bible College that will connect those of you who desire genuine discipleship with local Karis Bible College alumni leading Bible study groups. And there are two ways to be involved. You can be a group leader. That's open to any Karis Bible College um, alumni that goes through the training and becomes approved. And then you can join one of your local uh, Bible studies. And then this, this form will help you to become connected with a Bible study that's happening in your area, okay? So on the back, there is a place here, and it says, I'm interested in becoming a group leader or finding a local Bible study. So if you want to connect with other people in your area that believe the same way you do, that have a grasp of the grace message, all of these Bible studies are going to be using Andrew Womack's study materials. So all of the study guides, all of the materials that you find downstairs in that product room, those are the things that you're going to go through. It's an opportunity for you to connect with like-minded believers. I know some, t- some people, they come from rural communities. This includes the people watching online. Maybe you feel kind of isolated, that you want to f- connect with people. You feel like you need discipleship and fellowship with people that believe the grace message, that want to that see healings, that want to see signs and wonders, that believe the word of faith. Amen. And you need some encouragement. Maybe you need some, somebody to come alongside you and encourage you, right? Everyone needs a helping hand sometimes. So you, you two can connect with this. And there'll be information about this um, on our website. You can also phone in our ministry or email in our ministry if you have questions and you'd like more information about this. But if you're right here with us in the room and you'd like to receive one of these cards, you can put your hand up right now and the ushers are going to get you. Wave it in the air. There we go. The ushers are going to get these into your hands. And what I'm going to ask you to do is um, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to do this, so you're going to have to write fast. But, you know, just fill out your details. We're not going to put you on any kind of uh, mail order catalog list, okay? We're going to take care of your details for you, and we're just going to use it for our purposes to connect you with Karis Bible Studies. We're not going to go selling your information or anything like that. So feel free. Um, it's perfectly safe. You can enter your information on the back here, name, address, phone number, email, that kind of thing. And just when you've completed the card, drop it back in the offering bucket for us. All right. If you don't have time to fill it out and put it back in the offering bucket, you can hand it to an usher on your way out. But if you do that, we're going to send you an email or give you a, um, a, a call on the telephone. We'll connect with you and we'll hook you up with people in your area. All righty. So just give the ushers a few moments there. And please, if you haven't got a card and we've missed you, just give them a wave. There's some people right at the back there. Wonderful. That's an exciting opportunity. You're not going to want to miss that one. But right now, I'm going to invite my husband up here. He's going to give you an opportunity to sow into the work that's going on here. Thanks, Carly. First of all, I want to just welcome everyone again. This is Healing School. Praise God. We meet every Thursday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time here in Woodland Park. And you're very welcome to come and visit us. If you know anyone in the area, um, send them out here. Praise God. They'll be blessed to come here. And also, I want to welcome all the online viewers 
We have hundreds of people um, watching online right now. And we even have other Caris Bible College campuses watching online. So this is the headquarters for Caris Bible College. And we have other campuses watching right now online. They've um, opened their auditoriums up and they're playing us on the live uh, big screen, live feed, whatever you call it, live stream, that's what I'm looking for, and um, they're watching us right now, so I want to say hello to all the other CBCs, I know CBC Houston's watching, and uh, CBC Toronto, and whoever else is out there, if I've, gotten, if I've forgotten you, I'm sorry, but CBC's out there, praise the Lord. So this has been a great week, we've been having the healing conference all week, so um, if you're uh, just visiting, that's why we've got some extra people in the house, praise God, and um, if you, once you go home from here, you can carry on with the healing conference by watching online every week. Um, and you can tune in on www. Do you still say that? You don't say that anymore, do you? You don't have to say that, do you? www. You don't say that. You just say carriesbiblecollege.org, carriesbiblecollege.org, carriesbiblecollege.org. It's all the same thing. I'm going to go out and personally buy carriesbiblecollege.net or .com so I can actually say it. But it's ORG, carriesbiblecollege.org is the website. And you can go on there and uh, click watch us live, whatever time zone you're going to go home to. You'll have to adjust to 1 p.m. St uh, Mountain Standard Time. Also, if you cannot watch us live on Thursday, then you can go ahead and watch the archives. We have over three years worth, nearly four years now, of archives available of, of whole healing schools. That's the worship. Uh, the announcements, uh, the, the word, and even the ministry time. Everything's archived there, free of charge, on the website. So if you know anyone who needs encouraging, or like I said, once you go home and you can't be here physically, then I, I, uh, I encourage you to go on there and watch them archives. We've had testimonies of people getting healed uh, 18 months later from a word that someone's given while they're preaching. So there's no time or distance uh, with the Holy Spirit. There's no expiry date with the word of God. Praise God. Amen. So, tell your friends about that. Friends, family, and enemies, they will be blessed. I've got some things to give away. We do have a product area downstairs, but because we're in the middle of this conference, we're not going to have product available directly after healing school today. But if you want product, if you want to purchase product, then you just need to hang out to about 5, 5 p.m., 5.30, 5, about 5 o'clock. Um, and then if you're going to do that, you might as well hang out for this evening as well and stay for the conference. So if you're just visiting Healing School today, then you're very welcome to join us. Um, the conference, will, the doors will be open at 5 o'clock, 5.30, and we're going to get going with worship right around 7 o'clock. So come and join us. We have uh, Pastor Dwayne Sheriff, who's a Healing School favorite. Amen. He's going to be preaching um, uh, tonight. Praise God. So you're going to be blessed if you hang out. And, um, and join us this evening. So if you want product, you can, um, you can come back this evening and get it. I've got a few things to give away here. I've got um, a tape series here from a tape, CD series here from Andrew Womack. This is How to Receive a Miracle. How many of you know this is, a good, this is a good CD? So if you need a miracle, only put your hand up if you need a miracle. And maybe this is your first time at healing school. David's going to give that out. Be led by the Spirit, David. How to Receive a Miracle. That's an Andrew Womack CD set. Um, we've also got the best is yet to come. How many of you enjoyed worship today in healing school? Amen. Praise God. Isn't it awesome? The worship here is, is really first class, praise God. It's, 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 uh, it's awesome worship. And they've put it on CD. So you can take Daniel and the team home with you. Praise the Lord. I take, I'll tell you what, I have them. I've downloaded this CD onto my iPhone and all my little gadgets. And I put the headphones on. And I'll tell you what, Daniel wakes me up sometimes in the morning with... I love you, Lord. <laughs> they didn't put me on the CD because I'd make them all look bad with my voice. That's what it was. People don't know me. That's why they're not laughing. <laughs> they don't know how badly I sing. But anyway, you can take Daniel and the team home, and you can encourage yourself by listening to these worship, these anointed worship tracks over and over. You're going to get the word, and it's going to really help you to do this. So we have these. We have these in CD and DVD. And also, we have a T-shirt that goes with them. 
And it says, the best is yet to come, praise God. So, uh, David, you could buy them as a package. We have a package deal on them. So go ahead and give those out. There's a couple of gifts there. This is an Andrew Womack book, one of my favorite books that is, that is uh, already read. How many of you already got this? Have you already got it? It's called You've Already Got It. We have people phone up for this. I want Andrew's latest book. You've already got it. No, I haven't. You've already got it. And they have a little backwards and forwards. But you've already got it. It's huge because it shows us, you know, if you're born again in Christ today, you've already got everything you need on the inside of you. All we've got to learn is how to release it. Amen. So you've already got it. It's a, it's a powerful book, praise God. And um, they're available downstairs as well. We've got all the good stuff with us this week. We left all the junk at home. As Andrew says, these are little flash drives. I've got some flash drives here. And these are, yeah, these are the big bucks, these things. These are flash drives, MP3 flash drives. You can plug these into your computer. If your car's got one of those little USB ports, you can plug them in. There's actually a pack of three. I'm going to give them out individually. But you can get a pack of three, which is three whole years' worth. I think they're going to want some down there. A whole, this is three whole years' worth of healing school in one pack. And we've got a special deal on this. This is 2013, 2012, and 2011, I believe. And I'm going to split these, even though they come in a pack. David, I want you to give maybe one up here and two downstairs. I love your overflow. That's for you. That's for you, brother. <laughs> He's going to go down to the overflow. We, we're thinking of your overflow. You may be under our feet, but we still love you, okay? So the overflow, is, the overflow is where the overflow is at. I mean, that is just the name of your room. The overflow means the overflow is there. Praise God. So awesome. Praise the Lord. We're going to give you a chance to give. We always take up an offering in healing school. There's never any pressure to give, but if you feel led to give, then uh, we've got uh, ushers here with envelopes. If you need an envelope for cash giving and you want a receipt for that cash giving, or if you want to give by credit or debit card, then hold your hand up and the ushers will get you an envelope and you can write on there. If you're making out a check, then you can make it out to Caris Bible College or CBC. That's Caris Bible College or CBC. And uh, the offering here is going to go into the, the Caris Bible College Fund. Uh, we're going to use it to send missionaries around the world. We send hundreds of students every year around the world to pray for the sick and see people born again. So you're sowing into good ground, praise the Lord, and um, you'll get a receipt for your giving. Real quickly, I just feel, you know, God does, doesn't want to just heal our bodies. I've got a real sense today during worship that God wants to heal us financially as well. God wants to heal our finances as well. God wants us to prosper in every area of our lives. God wants to make us well in every area. He wants to make us whole. You know, Barry Bennett was talking about Sozo last night, and it's about a whole prosperity. It's about being made whole, about being made well, not just in the area of your physical body, but also in the area of our mind, our thought life, and also in the area of our finances with prosperity. I'm taking up an offering here, so I'm going to just take the liberty to talk a little bit about finances. I really feel today, during worship, I felt the Lord gave me a word, that there is a power today. There's a supernatural uh, anointing today for supernatural debt release. There's supernatural debt release available to us today. Um, this is, I'm going to read a quick story. This is 2 Kings. This is 2 Kings 6, um, starting at uh, verse 5, I guess. 2 Kings um, chapter 6, verse 4. This is Elisha, and they're cutting down trees. And um, this always makes me laugh when we talk about an axe, because I bought an axe to go Christmas tree hunting. We first came to Colorado. And some friends of ours said, hey, you're in Colorado. You don't just go to the store and buy a Christmas tree anymore. You go Christmas tree hunting. I thought, that sounds pretty exciting. Where's them trees? 
So I said, I'm up for, I'm up for a bit of Christmas tree hunting. So anyway, we went way back in the woods. Um, our friends got their truck stuck. It took us hours to dig it out of the snow. We finally got out of there. It was pitch black. We was cold. It was pretty scary. And as I'm driving through these back windy woods where it's completely dark, you can't see the moon or anything, I see a silhouette of a man in the middle of the road standing there with an axe in his hand. <laughs> like that. So I stopped my car. And he says in this broken English, he said, I need help. He said, I get in your truck. And he just climbs in the back of my truck. And he said, take me to my car. So he makes me go into the deeper woods. And my wife says, I says honey, we just picked up a man, a strange man. Sounds like a villain off one of these movies. Holding an axe. And he's leading us into the woods. And you're voluntarily going there. But you know... I had peace about it. He was, what it turned out to be was he was also crazy enough to uh, hunt his own Christmas tree. And, but he'd left his lights on his car, and his car was complete battery flat. We got there. He had like three or four kids. They were freezing. I mean, the battery was flat. They were way back in the backwoods, praise God. So we was able to jump him, and it was all good. Amen. But here was, this is, I don't know why I told you that. I guess it's to do with an axe. So I always think of that when I, when I look at this story. But they're chopping down trees, and as the guy was chopping down the tree, the axe head fell off. Okay, and in verse 5, it says, this is 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 5, it says, But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And the guy who was wielding it cried out and said, Alas, master, it was borrowed. So this guy's in trouble now. He had a borrowed axe, and now he'd lost the borrowed axe. So not only did he have, not have the money to buy an axe, but he, didn't, but he also lost the axe he'd borrowed. So now he's in debt big time. Now he's in trouble. And you could see he was, he, was, um, he was worried about this. So the man of God, this is Elisha, the man of God said, where did it fall? And the man showed him where, the place where it fell. So Elijah cut off a stick and threw it in there. And he made the iron axe head float to the surface of the water. That's a supernatural miracle in case, in case you're wondering. Iron axe heads cannot float to the top of water. It doesn't matter what type of stick you throw in there, how good a shot you are, that iron axe head is not going to float to the top of the water. This is an impossible situation. This man lost the axe head at the bottom of the river, and this stick uh, went down there and made that axe head float to the top. This is supernatural right here. And then Elijah said in verse 7, pick it up for yourself. And the guy reached in and picked in that axe head. Let me tell you, we serve a supernatural God. We serve a God who can do work of miracles, not just in our bodies, but also in our finances. Let me tell you, some of you have got this situation where you think it's too far gone. You don't understand, actually, how bad it is. This has happened. This is how, I've been there. I've been in some interesting situations. One time I had an IRS debt that, that, that caught up with me, and I, I, I saw that, and I was like, this cannot be right. And I was new to this, you know, speech amounting. This is... A few years ago, we was new to this. Before we come to Bible school, I said to my wife, I said, you watch this. I'm going to speak to this mountain. And I, I said, debt, you repent. I got on the phone. And they said, oh, Mr. Teodos, there's been a mistake. I said to you, honey, I told you, there's been a mistake. They said, yeah. The debt's actually meant to be. And she gave me a figure that was double the original debt. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, woo. But it's a long story. But praise God, God gave us release for that debt. It was amazing. So we've got a supernatural God, and He's interested in our finances. He's interested in our debt, and He can do a supernatural miracle in your debt. He can turn a few fish and a few loaves. Okay, and in Jesus' hands, He can feed five, ten, fifteen thousand people. This is the God we serve. He can take the widow woman's last meal, and supernaturally increase it so she never runs out of food again. She, he can take the, the widow, another widow woman's last bit of oil and make it just keep flowing, keep flowing, so she can sell it and pay off all of her debt and release her sons from prison. 
This is the God we serve. He can make a fisherman go and catch one fish and pay his tax bill for a year. We've got the God who can make a fisherman throw his nets over the side of the boat. They've been fishing all night, and they have so much fish, their nets break, and they have to share it with everyone else. This is the supernatural, miracle-working God we serve. He's interested in your finances. He's interested in your debt situation. And I'm telling you, if you will allow him, he will give you supernatural release from your debts, praise God. He can do a miracle in your finances today. How many of you believe we've got a miracle-working God? How many of you need a miracle in your finances today? I'm telling you, there's power right now for miracles to be happening in your finances today, praise God. Give him something to work with. Sow a seed today and say, this is my seed. I'm sowing this seed, and I'm believing for miracle-working in my finances. I'm believing for debt release in my finances. And I'm telling you, I'm going to pray for us in a minute, and I believe we're going to hear testimonies about people being released from debt. Because you know what? Lack is not of God. God does not want us to be in lack. God wants us to have more than enough so that we can give to every good work. He wants us to be blessed so that we can be a blessing, praise God. And this has got nothing to do with how God loves you. There's no condemnation, whatever situation you're in. But I'm telling you, God wants the best for you. He's a loving Father. He only has good gifts for you. And He wants to release you from this lack in your finances. He wants you to be healed in your finances just as much as He wants you to be healed in your bodies. Amen? Praise God. Let's take out the offering. I'm going to pray for us as I take out the offering. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father God, I thank you for this offering, Lord. I thank you for everyone giving in faith today, Lord. Lord, I thank you that there's, there's a, a miracle working presence here, Lord. There's an anointing here to release people from debt, Lord. And Lord, I thank you, Lord. You're interested in our finances. You're interested in where we're standing in our finances, Lord, just as much as you're interested in our bodies, Lord. And Lord, I pray right now for every single person who's believing for a supernatural miracle in their finances. I thank you, Lord. You're the same God. You're the same God who did these miracles to those widows. You're the same God who made that iron axe head float to the surface so that man could get out of debt. You're the same God who fed 10, 15,000 people with just a few loaves and a few fish. I thank you, Lord. We've even got a better covenant than those people. And I thank you, Lord. We can put our faith out there and say we declare this debt to be gone in Jesus' name. We declare increase over our finances in Jesus' name. We declare supernatural abundance coming our way in Jesus' name. And it's not for us, Lord, it's, for, it's so we can bless others. But Lord, you want to bless us first. And right now, in Jesus' name, we believe for supernatural debt release in this place. For every single person who needs it, I thank you, Lord. We can put our faith in you. And I thank you, Lord. You're a miracle-working God, Lord. And we're believing for supernatural debt release right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You can take up the offering. If you're watching online, you can also donate online. I think there's a button somewhere here. It's up there somewhere. You can donate online, praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have a testimony about how God supernaturally prospered you financially after this healing school, please write us. You can, you can email us on our website. We'd love to hear about that so that we can encourage others. Amen. Praise God. Well, now I believe we've got a short video. And then uh, Daniel Amsters, the director of healing school, is going to come up and preach. Praise God. You're in for a treat. Daniel's going to have a great word for us. So let's, uh, let's play that video. got radically saved and delivered and immediately got bound by a lot of religion and legalism and so the Lord began to speak to me about watching Andrew once a day and I went from watching him once a day to sometimes two and three times a day. My spirit was just so, I just, it bore such witness with me. I felt such freedom. It was, it was almost like a safe haven I ran to every day. And, um, but. Even just watching it on TV, I just, it wasn't 
breaking through. I heard from the Lord specifically, take the classes online. And so I signed up, I just committed to two classes, that was it. And so I did that term, one term of two classes, and um, I just, stuff started beginning to break off. I had healing of my ulcers, my migraines began to decrease, I had peace, I was starting to walk in joy and authority and the fear and anxiety and a lot of things I was dealing with just um, began to dissipate. I felt like I had my answer. It went from just me hearing it to me receiving it and I started to really begin to challenge some of the things that I was hearing in church and some of the things that were I had been taught that were uh, not biblical or didn't line up with the Word. I was alone and I, I, everything, I, everything I thought was true, I was being challenged. And so, you know, to be in an online situation where you're interacting with other like-minded believers who are in the same situation as you and you're learning together, it was just, it was comforting and it was an enormous amount of encouragement. I would get a response from, you know, another female student online that would just bless me, you know, at the right time, and she would just say the right thing, and, and you know, the Lord would lead me to respond to someone. I was not alone. I had other people with me, and they were praying and agreeing with me and encouraging me, and it was, it was a real blessing. It was a lifeline. conference and I'm telling you you do not want to miss tonight pastor Dwayne sheriff is going to be ministering tonight and I was recently with uh, pastor Dwayne at uh, their annual conference called Jubilee I was one of their I uh, did a worship seminar for them and and helped them do some work down there for a couple weeks even previous to that and while I was there with Tracy we were able to uh, take in some of his teaching uh, there in the Oklahoma campus and the Texas, one of the uh, Texas campuses as well. He pastors eight churches. And he did a series on healing. And I have a little surprise for you tonight. He has brought all kinds of product 
with him and it's all gonna be given away for free. So I'm telling you, you do not want to miss his series on healing. It is absolutely one of the best I have ever heard. He's got a one and a two uh, part on that. And I'm telling you, you are going to be completely blessed. And then Friday night, Pastor Greg Moore is going to be with us. Hey, man, how many heard Greg Moore before? And you know, one of the things I love about Pastor Greg, he's no stranger to the healing school. Uh, we, we are going to, in fact, be tomorrow morning on a panel together. Uh, Pastor Greg Moore and Carly and Ashley and I will all be answering your questions. So again, if you've not yet submitted those questions to us that you may still have on your heart that you would love to have answered, put those on a card for us. And even online, if you've got a question uh, that you want to email to us, uh, send us your question and we'll be addressing those as a panel together. And uh, anything that I don't know or Carly doesn't know or Ashley doesn't know, guess who we're going to ask? Greg. Pastor Greg Moore. Yeah, absolutely. So between the four of us, we're going to have a great time and I know that you're going to be blessed and we are just all blessed to be able to be here today again in this healing school because you know what? I'd rather be here. I'm telling you because God's word is a medicine. Amen. God's word, as we begin to take in his word to us, it is life to us. It is health to us. And what we're discovering is that God has made so many ways available for us to receive healing. And I'm so grateful that we don't have to, you know, go to a conference someplace to receive a healing, that we can receive a healing just in our living room, you know, just wherever we are in our car uh, with, with, with Jesus and, and, and us, you know, Jesus and me and the word of God. And so many times we have to come to a place to receive instruction. We need to be taught. We need to learn. We need to humble our hearts to realize that there's so much yet that we have to learn. And I thank God for events like this. But if the only way that we could ever get healed was to get healed by someone who was super anointed in healing ministry or at a worldwide conference, think of how many people would not be able to partake of healing. And God's heart for us is to walk in wellness and health. 3 John 2, we've been sharing it all week, says, Brethren, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And this is God's heart for his people. And then as John is writing this in 3 John 2, he goes on to say, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in truth. Praise God. Don't you know that is the Father's heart for us today? And so God is for you. God is for you. And he wants you to be experiencing the life that he has already provided for you in Christ. John 10, 10 says that he came to give us life and to give us what? Life more abundantly, not less abundantly. You know, years ago, uh, people came out against the prosperity message. They, they, and I have to be the first to admit that there were a lot of abuses. And uh, there were things that were said that were not right, things that were done that, were, that was not right. However, we often take the, the, throw out the baby with the bathwater, as the expression goes. But how many know that prosperity is absolutely biblical? You can't give somebody what you don't have. And the Bible wants us to be so blessed that we begin to live in the overflow. And out of that overflow, we give to others. 
Again, such as we have, we give unto you. And so God's heart for us is to be prosperous. But the enemy came with a message, an accusing message, and said, oh, you prosperity people, you guys are so out of balance. You're just a bunch of whack people and, you know, all these kind of accusations. And they began to call us the name it and claim it group, you know, the blab it and grab it. I'm like, come on, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Amen. I love what Andrew said last night. You know, if you got an extra 80 million around, you know, I know what to do with it. And you know what? God wants us to be so blessed that we can be a blessing to other people. And God is interested in transformation for us. He doesn't want us to just experience blessing, although he does, but he wants us to be so blessed that we cause transformation, not only in us, but transformation to others through us. And so God's heart for his people is for us to walk in wellness, for us to walk in prosperity in every area of our lives. And he's made many, many ways available for us to be able to receive healing. And I'm so grateful for that because, you know, uh, a lot of times people will say to me, well, you know, what do I need to do to receive healing? And uh, we've been talking about in our conference, you know, some of the things from the 70s, some of the things from the 80s, and uh, it seems to come up frequently in, ex in examples as Carly and I have been teaching. But I remember one time sitting in a service in the late 80s when the minister was really giving a good word, but it was something about the 10 steps to receiving. And I had been through so many sermons with the 10 steps to something, you know, the eight steps to this, the five steps to this. And I just thought, really, Lord, I mean, are we really making this harder than we need to be? And the Lord said to me, I said to you, take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what I know about God is that he has made this available to us. He has not made it hard for us. How many have been in a service where you're listening to somebody who is really deep theologically? And they're so deep that you know whatever they're saying must be really good, but you don't have a clue what it is. <laughs> And that's one of the things I love about Andrew's ministry is that his message is not hard to understand. And you know what? That's what I see in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus didn't make it hard for people to receive healing. He didn't make it hard for them to understand the gospel. When he was speaking to fishermen, he spoke fishermen. When he was speaking to farmers, he spoke farmies. <laughs> What language does God speak to you? God speaks to my wife in cooking languages. You know, she loves to cook and she can ask God about something. Do you know that God knows how to cook? God knows everything. God knows everything. And he wants to be involved in the everydayness of your life. And we taught last week about how every day really matters to the Lord and what you do in your every day. There's so much in Scripture that talks about from day to day, showing forth the salvation of God and how God's faithfulness is from day to day. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, we see all throughout Scripture, give us this day our daily bread. 
And so what I know about God's heart is that he wants us to be receiving healing on a daily basis. He's made it easy. He has not made it difficult for us to do that. So I want to go through some ways today. This is not an exhausted list in any, any kind of way, but we have to know that when we receive, we're going to be receiving according to how God has given us in the word of God. We're going to be receiving how God has given us through the word of God. What you believe depends so much on the Word of God. You have to give attention to the Word so that your beliefs will determine how you receive from God. Your beliefs become your identity. And as you are identified with the Word of God, you begin to take on the alive and the powerful on the inside. Let me ask you something. Think about this process for a minute. Someone is in terminal stage four cancer they decide that they're going to believe God for healing. They begin to spend time in the Word of God, changing the picture from what the diagnosis has been pronounced over them. And they begin to get a new picture on the inside. And all of a sudden, the Word of God, not all of a sudden, but in a process typically, the Word of God produces a suddenly in their life. And all of a sudden, they are cancer-free. Now, how on earth does that happen? How can the Word of God actually get in and begin to change our DNA? I'm telling you, it is completely supernatural because it is the Word that does the work. We don't have to work it. The Word will do the work on our behalf if we just simply believe it. Say with me today, I believe, I believe. and I receive. I receive, and I'm not going to fear, but instead I'm going to draw near. I'm going to draw near to the Word of God that is alive and powerful in me today. Amen. Now let's give God a praise and thank Him for it. Amen. So how to receive comes from knowing the Word of God. And the more we know the Word of God, the easier it is going to be for us to receive. As we become transformed from the inside out, we literally are going to be experiencing that, that what starts off as blessing and then turns into transformation. One of my favorite scriptures before we get into these ways to receive is Romans 12, 1 and 2. When the Bible talks about how we are not to be conformed to the ways of the world. And you know, so many times, you know, when Paul is talking here to the Corinthians, he says, I beseech you, brethren, I beg you, I, I plead with you by the mercies of God that you present your body. Listen to me. Who's presenting what? You present your body, what? As a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And... Don't be conformed to culture. Don't be conformed to the philosophy of being medicated for the rest of your life. Being on prescription drugs until Jesus comes back. Amen. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, proving what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know, when your mind is being renewed and you begin to take on a new identity, you begin to think differently. Your emotions will begin to follow your thought life. 
your emotions, instead of being ill and, and being emotionally ill, you're going to find yourself less stressful. You're going to find yourself walking in more peace, the peace that was already in your spirit man. You're going to make available to, the, to you through the renewing of your mind. Your soul is going to start coming into subjection to the spirit of God within you. People pray, uh, come up to us all the time and say, would you pray for me for more joy? Do you know you've got all the joy you ever need living in your spirit, man, right now? That's why you're just a party waiting to happen. You are a celebration waiting to go somewhere. Amen. And the joy of the Lord, come on, is your strength. And you know what? In our weakness, his strength is made perfect. And when we begin to renew our mind to the Word of God and recognize what it is that we have, His joy is so powerful that when the enemy tries to come against us with an evil report or an accusation from even another brother, you know, the, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And if he can get brethren accusing one another of what you don't have or what you haven't done or how you're not good enough, man, I'm telling you what, the joy of the Lord will literally be your strength and bring you out of a dark place. Amen. I don't want to be conformed to the ways of the world anymore because I've realized that there's something that's been bought with precious blood. There's something that's been purchased with precious blood, and that's something I could, that was a price I could never pay. And Jesus said, now my reasonable service is for me to present my body as a living sacrifice. Well, listen, if my body is a living sacrifice, then my body is not going to be filled with sickness and disease. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. So let's find out a few ways today on how God said that we can receive the healing that he has already provided for us. First of all, as elementary as this sounds, it is really absolutely vital for you to know how loved you are. When you begin to know how loved you are and that God's love for you is more real than the illness that you have been so aware of, you are going to begin to experience transformation. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. And when you know how loved you are, your faith starts to become effective, even as we've been talking about this week. I love this scripture out of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11 that says, If you then, being human or evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to them who ask him? I'm telling you, God is so for you that when you're asking him for something, he is not the one withholding from you. And you know, uh, a few, uh, actually, I think it was just probably a couple years ago, as grandparents, we've got three grandkids, and uh, we were just talking one day, and, and uh, our grandkids were asking us about something, and we said to them, maybe, maybe, we'll see. Well, you know what, as soon as we said that, the Spirit of God spoke to us and said, you know what, I don't have a maybe in my vocabulary. God's got a Yes. Every promise is yes and amen. It's either yes or it's no in God's vocabulary. It's never a maybe. But when it comes to the promises of God, it's never a no. Amen? God's will for us is to walk in, in health, 
It's, it's his will for us to walk in wellness. And we've got to recognize that God's love for us is so great that he does not want us to be living with sickness and disease. Can you imagine as an earthly parent, if I put, uh, if I had the opportunity to put cancer on my grandkids? Or, you know, uh, Jaron is my grandson's name. Jaron, I love you so much, I just want to break your arm right now. I mean, not only would that be sick in itself and demented, but I would be arrested. And yet this is the very thing that we've said of God, that illness and sickness sometimes comes from God so that he can teach us how to be humble, right? I'm telling you, what we as earthly parents, if we know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much more the Heavenly Father loves to give good, gifts, good, good, uh -huh, good <laughs> gifts to us. I about broke out in tongues right then. <laughs> God's Word is a medicine. We've talked about that this week. Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. I'm telling you guys, this is a big deal. It, you know, many people today are so uh, brokenhearted. And I've got good news for you. Luke 4.18 says that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to heal the brokenhearted, and, and your broken heart matters to him. But it is not God's plan for you to be living with a broken heart. And we need to guard our heart. We need to understand that out of our heart flow the issues of life. And, and, you know, because we haven't really understood what the heart is, we've allowed the enemy to come in and just trample over our hearts and, and deceive us and bring uh, lies and accusations into our hearts to where we begin to take on those lies as personal identity. And sickness has become one of them that the enemy has used in the church today to make it look religious. But I'm telling you, we are to avoid religious forms with no power. Amen. If it's a form of godliness and it has no power, avoid it. Join, don't join together with it. Amen. Number three, we can meditate in God's Word. Joshua 1.8, we talked about that this morning. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Notice that. As you're meditating in the Word of God, it will actually cause prosperity to happen to you. Listen, a long time ago, I decided that instead of going to work to pay my bills, I was going to go to work to live to give. The Bible says that when you're able to work with your hands, let him who works with his hands work to give. Our motivation for getting money working ought to be to be able to be a giver, not just a getter. Amen. We ought to not be going to work and thinking, oh man, I got to go to another day in this stupid job. This, you know, man, I just, oh. You know, when you hang around people and you begin to listen to how they talk about their work, I, I personally don't identify with that at all. Because when I've worked, it's been such a joy for me to be able to work and to work with my hands and to do something that's producing life. It's producing gold, silver, and, 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 and you know, 
precious stones, not wood, hay, and stubble. Well, a lot of that has to do with the attitude. And what your motivation, if your motivation is the love of God, and you begin to go to work to have something to give, it's going to make every day a whole lot more exciting than just going to work to pay a bill. Amen? So he says, as you observe, as you meditate in the Word of God, you are going to make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I love this scripture. You know it well. Psalm 1. We're going to stir ourselves up today by looking at all kinds of scriptures here. Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. What's going to happen? He's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I'm telling you, God wants you, just like John 3, 2 says, or is it 3? No. 3 John 2, there we go, says, it is my will that you prosper. Why do you think the devil brought the message of the anti-prosperity to the church? If he can get the church all believing that, you know, poverty is, is divine, poverty is holy, we're not going to be able to build things like this. We're not going to be able to affect the kingdom of God like we are through this conference right now and see lives changed. And if we're going to be prosperous in every area of our lives, we're going to have to get to the place where we really value the Word of God. We love the Word of God so much that we spend time in it, meditating in it. And as we do, we begin to get a different picture from the inside out that changes us. And then I love this scripture out of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, just, pure, lovely, whatever things are of a good report, boy, don't you love that one? Whatever things are of a good report. Man, that medical report is not necessarily a good report. You may have gotten a great medical report, but if you've gotten a negative medical report, the good news is that you've got a good report that you can go off of. Amen? You've got a better report. And Isaiah 53 says, Who has believed the report of the Lord? I'm going to focus on that report. In our, in our culture today, um, you know, I, I fell into this trap for a number of years where I was really wanting to be informed. And in wanting to be informed, I would spend much more time than I should have watching the news. You know, you, just, you want to be uh, informed. And so, you know, you're watching CNN, you're watching Fox News, you're watching whatever, so that you can be informed. Well, what begins to happen is that attitude of the world, the ways of the world, you're opening yourself up to all of that stuff, all of those lies, all of the accusation, all of the junk of the enemy. After a while, it all just starts to come in on you and color your world. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to stop watching the 10 Spies Network. Amen? I'm, I'm going to stop watching constantly negative news. CNN. And I'm going to go with the good news. I'm going to say, you know what? Finally, brethren, I'm going to meditate on these things, the things that are of a good report, the things that are praiseworthy. I don't want to give my mind time to think about all that other stuff 
that is possible, that has potential for disaster. Now you say, well, are you just going to be naive? Are you just going to be uninformed? No, I'm just going to not let that take space in my brain. Amen? I'm not going to spend time meditating on that stuff because the Bible says here, I'm to think on these things. Well, what happens is, as I begin to think on these things regarding healing and health and wholeness, I begin to take on that identity. I begin to identify with that Philippians 4.8 scripture more than I do CNN. Now, just recently, two weeks ago, uh, when I got on my phone uh, a headline that we need to be careful now because the Ebola con uh, virus is about to consume the world. It's on its way to America. And we need to get ready for this Ebola con you know, virus. No, I'm not getting ready for the Ebola. I'm getting ready for the gospel. Amen? I'm going to think on these things. Am I denying that there is an issue there with an Ebola? No, I just say my God's greater. Amen. Amen. And God wants to heal through us. He wants to bring deliverance. He wants to bring blessing to people who are in need. He wants us to be helping people in culture today, but not to be conformed to it. There's a big difference, isn't there? Amen? So meditate on these things. In fact, in 1 Timothy 4.15, he says, Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident by all. You know, when you hang around the Word of God, after a while, people are going to start taking notice that you think different. You act different. You know? You talk different. Man, I remember when we moved from Idaho to Colorado Springs, we were with a group of people who had just been marinated in this whole idea of living from the tree of life versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they talk different. When we were around them, we were like, you know, there's something about their speech that is so different than what we've known. And, you know, it, it, how many remember the first time you ever turned on uh, the television set and heard Andrew teach? Or went to a conference and heard Andrew teach? And you're like, man, this guy just talks different. I mean, I'm not talking about the Texan part, okay? <laughs> we got that part. I'm talking about the Word of God part. And, and someone who believes God's Word begins to sound different from the way culture and the ways of the world are telling us we ought to be sounding. How many have heard the message recently that we need to be tolerant? And tolerant means that we as Christians need to be tolerant of everybody else. But they don't need to be tolerant towards Christians. Right? So really the undercurrent message here is, is one of political correctness, which really just means you born-again, spirit-filled people just need to shut up. Well, I got news for you. We're not going to shut up. We're going to show up. Praise God. Amen. And we're going to show up in the love of God. We're not going to bring condemnation onto culture. We're going to bring the good news of the gospel. And we're going to tell them how much God loves them and how the price of sin has already been paid. Hallelujah. How healing is available for them today. Why? Because we're walking in it ourselves. We believe it for us. And so out of the overflow of our lifestyle, we can give what freely has been given to us. Man, I'm telling you, this is exciting, isn't it? 
to know the generation that we are living in, I believe is one of the greatest generations that's going to see the powerful move of God because we're finally getting connected with God's purpose and plan for the church. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? One of the ways that you can receive healing is to stop striving to receive it. Learning to enter into the finished work of Christ. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11 says, There remains a rest for the people of God. Wow, if there was ever a time when we needed that truth, it's now. People are so stressed. People are so, uh, you know, just maxed out. And God says there's a rest that he's designed for the people of God. Then he goes on to say, For he who has entered into his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. You know, I first read that, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what? 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 Listen, did you know that Jesus has already done whatever needs to be done? He ceased from his works. That's why he said, it is finished. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he is so excited that you are connecting with the finished work of Christ, because it's in that finished work of Christ that you find a rest. I don't know if you've ever been around parents who don't really believe they're really parents. They're, they're in Walmart. It's 12 o'clock midnight. And for some reason, you had to go pick up something, you know. And you go in there, and you've all had those moments, you know, where the parent is just like yelling at their kid, and they're like, I told you not, it, 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 last time, I'm, you know. That's somebody who doesn't know their authority. That's someone who doesn't know who they are. And they're trying to bring correction into somebody's life by all these fleshly kind of ways. And, you know, unfortunately, I've seen the same thing happen in ministry so many times. People trying to act powerful. People trying to be all that in a bag of chips, you know? <laughs> Listen, all you got to do is just rest in the finished work of Christ because he did what we need. Every need has been supplied. Amen? I thank my God that every need has been supplied according to his riches and glory. Philippians 4.19, I believe it is. And you know what? When we begin to understand how blessed we really are and how provided we are and understand that Jesus isn't striving up in heaven, but he is seated. He is resting from what he has done on our behalf. And then he invites us in Matthew 11.28, as I mentioned just a little earlier, to come to him Come to me, he says, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Man, that's most of culture today. And Jesus says, I'm going to give you rest. So from that place of rest, we find a place of confidence. I love when, when Jesus calmed the storm. You know, the disciples were all kind of freaking out. Jesus just stood up and he said, peace, be still. That's somebody who knows their authority. Andrew doesn't run around this building and, and yell at all the employees and, I told you to get to work. He knows his authority. 
and we know he knows his authority. <laughs> and when you know your authority, you don't have to huff and puff and blow the house down. Amen? You just rest in the love of God. You rest in the peace of God. And in that place of rest, in that place of not striving, the life of God just flows. You know, as a worship leader, if I was just really uh, stressed out and, 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 you know, trying to sing and trying to play and everything about me was just gnarled up, can you imagine what would come out of me? Let's not do that. Let's not even imagine that. But many times that's what we do in thinking that we're receiving a healing. I'm going to get this healing, bless God. It's like the parent who's yelling at their kids at Walmart at midnight. You know, we don't need to do that because God has already finished the work on our behalf. And he's given us authority to be able to come and be yoked together with him. And listen, people, we are too blessed to be stressed. Amen? We are too blessed to be stressed. He says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what you'll find is when you come into this place, you're going to receive your healing a whole lot easier than you would otherwise. Another way that we can receive healing is by hearing. Jesus only did and only said what he heard from the Father. And this is so important for us on a daily basis. John 5, 19 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Think of that. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I love that. That is so awesome, just to know that we can hear the Word of God and literally through the hearing of the Word of God receive healing. Uh, I loved what happened this morning as Carly and I were teaching. We're teaching the Word of God and, and we're just, you know, uh, letting the Word of God do what the Word of God does. And as this gentleman stood up and began to receive his healing, he just said, you know what, I've sat here long enough. I'm walking. I'm standing up. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And you know, when you begin to hear the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we sit under the word, as we spend time in the word, we're hearing it, we're meditating in it, we're marinating in it. All of a sudden, we just begin to decide, you know what, I am not living this way anymore. I'm going to go with God's way instead of being conformed to the way of the world. Hallelujah. We begin to experience transformation. Another way that we can experience healing is through communion. This isn't a way that we often talk about, but it is scriptural. Uh, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight 28 says, Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many die or sleep. For if we would judge or examine ourselves, we would not be judged. 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? And here in both places, Paul told them to examine themselves. In other words, we need to understand here, 
Romans 8, 9, I love this scripture. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. You know what? It's important for us to discern the Lord's body. If we are believers and we're taking the, we're taking the elements, the communion elements, there's nothing magic in the communion elements. This is simply an opportunity for us to identify with what Christ has done on our behalf. And it's a point of contact for us. And as we receive the representation of his blood and his, his body, he said, take this into yourself. So what he's saying is take my life into your body and receive that. Uh, discern that. Examine what's going on on the inside and don't just, you know, do it out of a form or out of a ritual. But as believers, let's honor, let's, let's, uh, let's count the, the Lord's body worthy. Amen? Let, let's, let's esteem the, the body of Christ for what it is. And if you have ought in your heart against somebody in your church family or, or, or maybe somebody in your natural family, and you're there having communion, you know, don't, don't let that unforgiveness go while you're, you know, taking the grape juice and the, and the bread or, you know. I mean, that, that's just stupid. To open up a door like that towards the enemy through unforgiveness, you know, we need to celebrate the body of Christ, discern the body of Christ, and know that we are part of that body. And the Bible says that he is building the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So don't let something separate you through unforgiveness or through hatred or strife. Uh, don't let the accuser of the brethren rob you from your healing. Praise God. Amen. We can also receive healing by knowing the condition of our hearts. In other words, in Luke 4:18, I said this just a bit ago, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed or brokenhearted, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And you know, I love this because it shows me that God's heart is not against the brokenhearted, it's just the opposite. His heart is to heal the brokenhearted. God's heart is to heal those who are captive, heal those who are blind, heal those who are oppressed. And because we know that Jesus only did what the Father did, we know that God really values us as people and wants our hearts to be whole. He wants our hearts to be healed. And out of this place of a healed heart, we're going to find a quality of life that is going to be what John 10.10 is talking about. You know, many people, as we've talked about even just briefly here today, are dealing with depression in our culture today. So much of life just seems so hopeless. I was so sad to hear the other day how Robin Williams had committed suicide and uh, found out just a day or two ago that he hung himself with his own belt. And, uh, you know, this is a man who brought so much joy and, and so much humor to other people and uh, ended his life in such a tragic way. And these are all heart issues that, that not only people in the world are dealing with, but people in the church are dealing with. And we need to get to the place where we're not just playing church, we're not just showing up, 
but we're really doing the business of the church. We're ministering to people on a heart level. We're helping those who are brokenhearted. We're not kicking them to the curb, amen? We're not shooting our own wounded, but we're ministering the love of Jesus to them. We're pouring the life of God into them. And we're saying, you know what? Don't despair, don't be depressed. If God is for you, who can be against you? But many in our culture today don't realize that there is hope. Everything around them looks so hopeless. The economy, the political system, the world events, and everything seems so going down the hill quickly. But you know what? In Jesus, it's just the opposite. He said, you know what? When the darkness seems to get darker, guess what? The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. Even in the midst of the darkness, we can see the righteousness of God in Christ just begin to shine through our lives because of who Jesus is. I love this. Speaking of the condition of your heart, Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken or crushed spirit dries the bones. You know what? I think a lot of people who are dealing with bone cancer, bone diseases, are people who have a crushed spirit. People who really just have lost hope in life. They become brokenhearted. The Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. And you know what? Sometimes we need to realize that a merry heart is going to be something that's going to be our deliverance. It's really going to be such a blessing to us if we learn how to live with a merry heart that it's not just necessarily about jokes. And, you know, I love telling jokes. And um, Greg Moore around here is known well as telling a funny. You know, he's kind of got that tattoo on, you know, his heart of bringing joy to people's life and, and telling a funny. And I love that, absolutely love that. But you know what? If there's nobody around you that's telling jokes or nobody around that's doing that kind of thing, you've got a joy on the inside of you that is absolutely unmistakable. Amen? You've got a joy on the inside of you that is already your strength. And in that place of recognizing that the joy of the Lord is really the fruit of the Spirit that's already on the inside of you, powerful things can begin to happen. Can I tell you a quick story? Okay, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> Tracy and I had not been married very long, and uh, our, our, we have two children, and uh, our daughter was about uh, maybe almost two years old. And uh, in the early living by faith days, back in the 70s, uh, it was very common that, uh, here we go with the 70s again, <laughs> you know. Back then, it was very common that you didn't receive a salary. If you were on a church staff, you only received what was personally designated to you in the offering. And that's what was called living by faith. So whatever came in designated to you personally was your salary for the week or for the month. And so trying to plan was pretty difficult, as you can imagine. We had no idea what was going to be coming from week to week. And, uh, what really honestly ended up happening was the people who were the more platform personalities, the ones who were the more recognized were the ones who ended up getting more funds typically than the people who were the children's church pastor, you know, the people who were the behind the scenes people that are just as valuable, if not more so, than the people who were on the platform in the eyes of God. Amen. Amen. 
Now, everybody's valuable to God, but I'm telling you, God sees so different than we do, doesn't he? But anyway, we had come to the place where we literally had no more money. We had no more food, and uh, we've got a little girl to feed. And I told my wife, I said, she goes, honey, we don't have anything. I mean, we're, we're out. And I'm feeling so bad as the provider of my own household because how many know that if you don't provide for your own household, you're worse than an infidel. <laughs> and so I'm just really dealing with this whole picture, you know, in my heart and, and not feeling real great about my faith right now because obviously I'm bringing in, you know, not so much compared to what I wish I was bringing in. And I said, well, what do we have in the house? And she said, well, we've got a little macaroni, we've got some leftover peas and a little bit of hamburger. And I said, well, you know what? Let's just put it all in a casserole. Whatever we've got left, let's just put it all together in a casserole. So, you know, um, <laughs> she reluctantly obeyed, but uh, we have affectionately now come to call that meal the Last Supper. <laughs> so it came out of the oven and uh, we're waiting for it to cool a little bit and we're looking at it like, oh Jesus, help us. <laughs> I'm gonna give thanks for this, but I don't know if my faith is that great to give thanks for that, you know? So being the loving parents that we were, we decided to feed it first to our daughter. And little Katrina, you know, she's barely even two years old, and she's just kind of snarfing it down. She's just loving it, you know? And uh, so Tracy puts some on her plate for herself and dishes me up some, and, and I look over her at her, and she's laughing. And, I mean, she's laughing, like, pretty hard. And as she's laughing, I'm thinking, I think she's laughing at me. She's laughing at what a pitiful husband I am that I can't even bring in enough food to feed the family for Pete's sake. And I, I want to ask her what's so funny, but I, I can't even muster up the courage to ask her. And so now she's laughing so hard that she's falling off of the little bar stool that's at the kitchen onto the floor. And she's laughing hysterically and, and tears are running out of her eyes. And I'm like, the, the more she's laughing, the madder I'm getting. <laughs> and as she's laughing, finally I get out of her. I said, what is so stinking funny? And she's wiping tears from her eyes and she's like, oh my goodness. She said, I just got a picture of the devil trying to starve us when he knows God's word says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And man, when she began to speak that word, I'm telling you, the conviction of God just came all over me. And I said, well, bless your little heart. <laughs> now, what you may not understand is I was her Sunday school teacher when we met. And so now as my wife, she's literally teaching me in a moment of weakness, in a moment of, man, I don't even know where we're going from here. Well, so, you know, I'm trying to, yeah, well, you know, eat my little Last Supper casserole here. 
Pretty soon she says, well, you know what? I'm going to take the baby and go and, and get her ready for bed. So she goes back to the back bedroom, and all of a sudden we hear this knock on the door. And what you have to understand is we had this guy in our neighborhood who the elevator didn't go all the way to the top floor, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and he would roam the neighborhood, and he would knock on your door. And when you answered the door, you know, he would, he would knock on your door. And when you answered it, he would go just like this. He'd go, I know how old you are. This was not a good night <laughs> to figure out how old I was. I thought, you know what, when I heard that knock on the door, I said, if it's that guy, I'm just going to deck him tonight. That's it. You know, give him a little five-fold ministry right here. <laughs> Lay hands on him suddenly, you know what I'm saying? Tracy's back in the bedroom changing the baby and, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I got my bad mood going on, my little funky attitude, and I'm like, you know, I walked down, we were living in a tri-level house, and I walked down the steps to the front door and I open it up, and I'm expecting that guy to be there. You know what was there instead? Seven bags of groceries. <laughs> Seven bags of groceries. It was snowing. It was in Greeley, Colorado in the wintertime. I didn't see footprints anywhere. Seven bags of groceries on our doorstep. I look out there and I let out this great big man scream. Ah! And Tracy thinks, oh my God, the guy hit my husband instead of my husband hitting him. I said, baby, you got to come here and see this. And she comes running out there with the baby, and I'm like, she goes, what? I said, I'm crying. I'm bringing the groceries in bag by bag. And I'm saying, honey, if you had not laughed, we would not be seeing the manifestation of your faith right now. We brought those groceries in. We began to unpack them. I'm telling you, there were pantyhose that were the exact size that my wife wore, the exact color. There was a $20 bill clipped to the toilet paper. Don't you tell me God doesn't know your needs. Oh my goodness. We couldn't believe God for a 747 at that moment. I'm telling you, sometimes we just have to laugh at the report of the devil. When the devil himself knows the word of God. Amen. And he comes with those evil reports at us and we magnify them. We create these scenarios in our minds. If we would just learn to really minimize the lie and magnify the truth. If we would begin to laugh and rejoice at the provision of God. You know, the devil said, what? <laughs> and we just begin to laugh and laugh and laugh at the lies of the enemy. I'm telling you what, that changed my life, seriously. 
And I realize that if we have the power of the joy of the Lord on the inside of us, that God's going to meet us in that place to bring us into our deliverance. Listen, I've got so many more ways that we could receive today, but I want to give us time to be able to minister to you and the time for us to receive healing. But did you get anything out of that today? Amen. Praise God. I would like for our prayer ministers to come forward if they would and get ready to minister. You know, I just can't tell you how much I love these guys and appreciate them. We've got over almost 600 people we've trained now in our prayer ministry. And all of these students, it's just been so awesome to see the transformational process that's even taken place in their lives. Many of these people that you see here and have been seeing throughout this conference were people who were sick, people who were crippled, people who were broken. Uh, we had a lady who had AIDS that was a student that came who has been healed of AIDS that became a prayer minister. Praise God. I'm telling you, there's nothing too hard for Jesus. He's just looking for people who will believe his word and believe what it is that God is saying. And God is saying, I'm for you. And if I'm for you, who can be against you? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to say thank you. We just want to bless you today as the God who reigns. Let's all stand to our feet. Can we just for a moment and just lift our hands and just bless the Lord today? Just thank Jesus for how he has been so faithful to you in your walk. Father, we thank you. We, we magnify you. We bless you today as the God who reigns. And you are reigning in us and you are reigning through us, Lord. And we want to just say that we're sorry for ever magnifying the devil. We're sorry for ever magnifying the lies of the enemy. But Lord God, we repent today and we submit our hearts to you to be transformed by the truth. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the truth. When we know your truth, Lord, it sets us free in every area of our lives. And it was for freedom, Lord, that you set us free. You want us to be living in the liberty of God, in the liberty of the Spirit of God. And Lord God, we just want to say we bless you today. We honor you. We magnify your name. Come on, let's just bless the Lord for a moment. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord God. We magnify you, Jesus. You are worthy of all of our praise. You are worthy of all of our praise, Lord God. We praise you, Lord. You are the name above every name. You are the name above every name. You are worthy of our praise, Lord. We say you are great and greatly to be praised. Jesus, there's none like you. There's none like you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I wish those of you online could see what we're seeing here in this auditorium. Maybe you can a little bit, but this place is packed with people who have become fanatics about Jesus. I'm telling you, they're fanatics about Jesus. And the reason they are is because Jesus has transformed their lives. They're not who they used to be. They've become somebody new. And that somebody new is all because of Jesus. He's the one who makes all things new. He's the one who heals. He's the one who restores. He's the one who redeems. 
And we're so grateful today. And our, our hearts have been so transformed that we want you to be able to also experience that same transformation. Wherever you are, whatever situation it is that you are walking through right now, we want to join with you all over this auditorium. We want to join with you and release our faith with you and say that God is greater than your circumstances. God is greater than that situation that you are in right now. And His greatness we release into your circumstance in the name of Jesus. His life we declare into your reality right now. And we say truth is trumping your reality. He who came to pay the price wants you to be well, wants you to be whole. And I come against every sickness and disease right now in Jesus' name. And I say you are rebuked. I rebuke you sickness and disease. I tell you, you have no authority any longer in these lives. In Jesus' name, be healed. Receive your wholeness. Receive your healing. Receive wellness now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we can release the Word of God. Send the Word of God. Send the Word of healing into this situation right now. Mm. Sir, I see you there in the hospital bed watching on the internet right now. And I want you to know, more importantly, God sees you. You have not been forgotten. You have not been neglected. God is for you. That sickness is not unto death. I rebuke that sickness right now in the name of Jesus, right there in your hospital bed. In the name of Jesus. And I say, be made whole, be made well. Rise up and walk right now in Jesus' name. Rise up and walk. Take what is yours. It's already been freely given to you. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Oh, man, thank you, Lord God, for your power. If you're ready to receive your healing here in the auditorium and I see you lined up all the way down the aisles, how much more ready could you be? Amen? Come on down. Come on down. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the price is right. The price is right. It's already been paid. Hallelujah. Jesus paid it all. It's by his blood. The price has been paid. By his stripes, you were healed. We're just going to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, whatever God has. We want to minister to you. However, the Lord wants to do this today. We want to just cooperate and flow with Him. We just want you to receive what you've come for today. That's the heart of the Father. Carly, you got anything? This is awesome. We just had somebody turn in a handicapped parking. Ha ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Don't need it anymore. 
Let's join the collection. Hallelujah. We're going to turn the prayer ministry over to all of our prayer ministers. You're going to be in good hands. And Carly and I and Ashley will see you tonight at 7 o'clock. We love you. God bless you.